It's a bird. It's a plane. It's this is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman Birthright, and you're listening to The Krypton Report. <laughs> Welcome to the Krypton Report, the All Things Kryptonian podcast, where we talk about anything relating to Superman, Supergirl, Krypton, DC Comics, and TV, movies, video games, comics. I am your host, Tyler, the Superman of Blue, the Man of Tomorrow. Hi. Welcome to Krypton Report. It's me, Tyler, your host and the Superman of Blue, the Man of Tomorrow. I just got a little thing going on here today. We're going to talk about something called the New 52. Whoa, 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 Tyler, what's that? Well, if you're a comics person, you should probably know. But we're going to talk about it because the new 52 turns 10. Or does it? It's interesting. If we take back the history of DC Comics, the new 52 was a reboot. But when you look at the history of comics, and it really seemed like after... Post-crisis, infinite crisis, or crisis on infinite earth, sorry, infinite uh, crisis on infinite earth, that was the status quo. And then it seems we got closer into the modern era, we had crisis on, we had infinite crisis, I can't even speak, too many crises, too many crises. And then it just became reboot, reboot, reboot. But let's take a quick history, because in 2011, Smallville ended and I got married, and I remember going to this comic shop and it was a hole in the wall place where we lived. I mean, it was, it was one of the worst comic shops I've ever, ever been to. And the guy inside says, Hey, um, did you know that they're going to reboot all of DC comics down to one? And I was like, what, why would they do that? That doesn't make sense. And he's like, yeah, man, they're doing it with this story called flashpoint. And I'm like, okay. That sounds interesting. So I'll uh, check it out. So I started reading Flashpoint. And then um, it was really hard to find comics at the time of where we were living. I actually found an Action Comics number one in the New 52 at a like a, a, a CVS drugstore type place. And I was like, oh, this is interesting and weird. And then I kind of didn't get to read much until about 2012. When I hit the library and the library had started giving the trades, the individual issues, and I just dove all in. So let's, let's take a step back. Let's do a quick summary of what the New 52 is, thanks to the Internet. Thank you, Internet. Let's go. The New 52 is the 2011 revamp and relaunch by DC Comics, its entire monthly line. Following the cl- conclusion of the Flashpoint crossover storyline, DC canceled all existing titled and debuted 52 new series in September of 2011, with the first issue as a partial reboot among the renewable series were Action and Detective, which had retained their original numbering since 1930. See, that's what's crazy. When you get to Action Comics number 1000, and if you look at the poster, which I have here in the, the Hall of Justice, they actually renumbered all of the new 52 books of what they would have been had they kept the numbering. That was stupid in the first place of renumbering Action Comics. But the relaunch included changes to the publishing format. For example, print and digital comics began to be released on the same day. New titles were released to bring the numbers of ongoing monthly series to 52. Various 
changes were also made to DC's history and universe to entice new readers, including changes to DC's internal continuity to make changes more modern and acceptable. Characters from Wildstorm and Vertigo imprints were absorbed into the DC universe. The New 52 branding lasted until the completion of the Convergence storyline in May of 2015. Although continuity of the New 52 continued, in June 2015, 24 new titles were launched alongside the 25 remaining titles, with several of those receiving new creative teams. In February of 26 is when it officially ended with the rebirth. And we won't go into that because it gets messy because there was a one-shot. There was supposed to be Doomsday Clock. Um, you know, the New 52 was supposed to be like an Earth 52 as part of the metaverse. And then we have the Superman Reborn. But we're not going to go into all of that type of thing. What we're going to go into is what the whole thing was. Now, with the New 52 came a launch of new titles, reboots. Uh, the Justice League got that nice little condensed storyline where the book itself was like five years in the past compared to the other books. Now, there, the, the New 52 has a love and hate for it. A lot of our more modern shows and stuff started taking cues from the New 52 because, of course, they would because that's what was popular at the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's been some cool things in the New 52, but... I think the problem was when, when years ago, Marvel Comics did a thing where they created the Ultimate Universe. And when Marvel created the Ultimate Universe, they kept their other continuity. Now, if the New 52 had been a whole new continuity that went alongside the other continuity, and I think it might have been received better. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And if we go back and really look, maybe we can. Now there was excitement and there was new because, you know, I had been a reader of comics, and I read a lot of trades and self-contained stories because it was hard to find a shop. I hadn't really got into the whole digital thing because I had my just had my you know my new my smartphone and they really weren't there for reading, you know, as much at this time. And I didn't have like a tablet yet. So it really wasn't as much of the digital time like it is now. Also, it just felt fresh. Like, Hey, come in all new. But the problem with that was like, for example, we'll go the titles. Okay. Superman, for example, Everything was supposed to change, but that's not what happened. So let's look here for a second. Certain titles kind of stayed the course of where they already were. Being Batman kind of had this interesting condensed reboot, and Jeff Johns, who was writing Green Lantern, kept writing Green Lantern and had the same kind of thing where it was a continuation of what was going on but it was like this condensed down version. And the storylines were still continuing. Example, Batman's only been Batman for about five years. But yet, he has all of his Robins condensed down. So Dick Grayson is Nightwing. Tim Drake is Red Robin, having never been Robin. Jason Todd is the Red Hood. 
Barbara is back to being Batgirl after having the events of the killing joke. Damien is Robin currently. That's a lot of history. And that's that was part of the problem, is so many of the characters, certain things like death in the family, the killing joke, um, the history remained. But other things didn't, like Green Lantern, like I said, it pretty much just kept going from what it already was. But the, everyone got new costumes, um, more edgier, more armor-looking. Uh, what's funny is in the original sketch art that Jim Lee put out for the New 52, Wonder Woman has on, like, black pants. But that never appears in any comic. Uh, <laughs> Cyborg's part of the Justice League compared to having Martian Manhunter. Of course, Superman and Batman have more armored suits and no trunks, and we've talked a lot about Superman. But in the New 52, Superman starts out just wearing a T-shirt, a cape, and, like, jeans. And then you find out when Brainiac attacks, he gets Kryptonian armor that recognizes his family uh, genes and creates the symbol. And everyone's like, oh, why does Superman need armor? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Didn't bother me because it was alien. It was like his clothes from his home. So, you know, it was kind of neat. He was wearing Kryptonian armor, but he doesn't need it technically. But, you know, it's, it was really had a collar and like these like cuff things. And the collar was kind of cool, but it had, you know, very square, stiff look and had no trunks. People had the red belt break it up and you know people hated it and I remember the first time I saw the picture of it and I was just kind of like huh huh okay interesting and you know they took back there was no Superman and Lois relationship um, the whole New 52 they kind of were just friends and hadn't got together and you could see where DC was trying something but it just wasn't it wasn't working the way for some readers, you know, some titles did great, some didn't. Um, you know, Superman was more "quote unquote" edgier with his personality. And one thing they did that I liked was they did this whole month where they did the zero year uh, or zero issue, zero month, and it was kind of like a each title got one. It was like a prequel esque to the stories, and we find out that. Superman's cape now has a black S crest L symbol on the back. And it was actually his father's cape. And I really like that. And I've waited for a live action to do something similar where Jarrell takes his cape off and wraps his son in it before sending him to Earth. Um, the black cape symbol kind of appears in Krypton with Valel. But I thought that was cool. You know, that was something I really liked that they did. Um, another thing that they did, and this is kind of one of those, huh, is the Kryptonian armor would shrink to a small chest symbol on Clark, and he would basically touch it, and it would expand kind of and make his costume. Thus, you know, you could still kind of do the shirt rip, but it explained how he was able to get that costume under his regular clothes all the time. I think the New 52 is most famously known for Scott Snyder's Batman introducing the Court of Owls in the first two volumes. And then we got the Death of the Family story, which was cool. And then 
the zero year story that took place. And I've said this before, Scott Snyder's Batman, I feel like almost exists in its own universe with every Batman related thing he's ever written. And you can see the through lines in that as he did his super heavy in game storylines leading to his departure, you know, when Tom King took over with rebirth. Now, in the new 52, there's a lot of little changes. I mean, we could go on forever talking about all the different little things about the characters and where they're taken. Like the Wonder Woman book proper, written by Brian Azzarello, was like her on fighting the Greek gods. The whole thing was her and the Greek gods. And one thing that I liked in the New 52 was it was written for trades. Every six issues was like a mini arc to be collected. And it was really cool that we were able to to just kind of follow along, buy the trades, buy the books, and really keep up with the stories a lot cleaner than before. You know, one of the events that was awesome was they did the Villains Month, where every title had one or two issues that was only about a villain. Sometimes it was the villain's, like, origin story. Sometimes it was just a, a story. And that did the Forever Evil. And there were some cool things that were done with the history of... Um, each character in the Forever Evil being Pandora's box was actually a portal to Earth 3 and brought the crime syndicate. And the crime syndicate basically took over. And that, and that was fun. You know, I think the one thing about the New 52 is they tried to make it tighter. And it kind of worked. Um, but each, each title was hit and miss. Characters' backstories were, re, were redone, modernized. But then, then the funny thing happened um, where they did this, like, mini soft reboot towards the end. And I want to say it's about 2015, sounds about right. Um, maybe even started in 2014, but I want to say it was 2015. Is just looking at the three bigs. Um, it's the time where Scott Snyder did his super heavy Batman run where Jim Gordon was Batman. Superman was depowered and went around with the Superman T-shirt and the jeans, uh, Aquaman was made to look more like Momoa-ish. Uh, Green Arrow had a little bit of a different change up. His book did. I don't remember all the details. And then Wonder Woman became the God of War, Ares. And they called it the DCU. That's D-C-Y-O-U. And it was just, and that's when they started the Batgirl Burnside too. Uh, which was weird because, you know, Batgirl in the New 52 started as Barbara Gordon, Gail Simone's, and it was kind of, it picked up where she had her spine fixed and was back to being Batgirl. Then all of a sudden they do this Batgirl Burnside, and she's like a 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old uh, young girl. And we'll see Black Canary was like in a rock band. Um, and it was, it didn't last because then, of course, in 2000 or 2016, they did the rebirth event, which, you know, all the books that were ongoing stopped at 52, issue 52, and then rebirth launched. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, we could talk the new 52 forever, and it comes up a lot just because of the content it contains. And there's hit and miss. Like, the trades are easy to digest. They're easy to get a hold of. And there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. It's just really a per title. Flash, was, I think, was pretty solid. Through its entire New 52 run. 
Um, of course, Batman being Scott Snyder and what they do with it. But even Batman was weird because they, they did the Batman Eternal storyline, which just seemed like they really just took a story and they just blossomed it to make it. It was supposed to go uh, weekly for like 52 weeks or something for a, a year. And it was just inflated. I have every issue. I've yet to go back and reread it. I think the first couple and the last one are probably the strongest. And that just kind of shows how they they had a plan but didn't have a plan. Because then they did the whole Future's End with Batman Beyond, which was very much the DC's version of Days of Future Past. And it was like not even a big deal. And they did Superman Doomed, which I thought was awesome. But it came and went like, And that's like where Doomsday was like a virus when Superman defeated him. And I thought that could be a bigger event than it was. The New 52 felt like they had a lot of ideas. And they just rushed and threw everything at the wall. And then it burned out. And they had to come up with something big again. And it seems like ever since the New 52, it's kind of been reboot, reboot, retool, soft reboot, constantly. And I, I, I wonder how Barry Allen stayed dead from 85 to, what, 06? But like I said, we could go on and on about the New 52, but we're not going to. It's just, it's just interesting to mention that here we are at the time frame of what would have been its 10th anniversary. And we've already had, what, two major kind of reboots with Rebirth and then... Rebirth, I mean, I don't know, maybe more because we had Rebirth, then Reborn, which are Superman-centric that kind of recalibrated. And then they went into what's New Infinite Frontier. So like three kind of reboot, retools, four, I don't know. Who care? Who keeps track anymore? I mean, it's, it's a lot. So happy birthday to the no longer relevant, really existing New 52. You still have your uh, iconography everywhere and... It was a good time to be a comics reader in a lot of ways, too, just because you could jump back in. But just remember, everybody. Look up in the sky.